Hi, my name is Miriam Tomeskin, and this is the Black TV Show Podcast. This is where I talk about my favorite TV show episodes, currently talking about season two of The Cosby Show. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 40, The Cosby Show, season two, episode 17, Play It Again, Russell. This episode aired February 13th, 1986. We start uh, in the kitchen and we could tell it's later in the evening, uh, close to bedtime. And we see Rudy and Anna, Anna is the grandmother of the family, you know, uh, Cliff's mother. Uh, They're both laughing, you know, because Rudy's doing a whole bunch of jokes. And Claire tells Rudy to go to bed and she's like, I don't want to, you know, I want to do one more joke. So she does another joke and one of the jokes was, what time is is it when an elephant sits on a fence? And, uh, and I was like, I don't know. And so the punchline is, it's time for you to get a new fence. Ha <laughs> Not really. It's not funny. Uh, but I guess for a kid, it's, it is a funny joke, you know? Uh, and both Rudy and Anna laugh. Rudy asks if she uh, can wait for Russell and Cliff to come home from the club. And, uh, Claire was like, no, like, you, you need to go to bed. They're going to be out late. And even Anna says, you know, they're going to be out late. And uh, Rudy was like, Rudy was like, I want to do another joke. So she does a, a knock knock joke, and so she's like, knock knock. And then Anna says, Who's there? And then uh, Rudy says, Orange. And then the punchline is, Aren't you or aren't you glad that this is my last joke? <laughs> not funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. These are not funny. Uh, of course, I did a lot of knock knock jokes when I was when I was a kid. So this is, you know, what make kids laugh. So what, you know, they, they got to do what they got to do, you know? And Rudy says, you know, I want to give you a zerber. You know that for Rudy to not know how to spell, you know, in that one episode, I can, now I can't even remember what episode this was. Uh, and then she ended up creating a word and now they keep using the word throughout the, the, the season. Like, it's crazy. You know, I thought miscellaneous, as I, if you remember that episode, I said, you know, miscellaneous. I, I created a whole world in imaginary worlds during recess um, and lunch recess, I guess. And uh, I called it miscellaneous. And then I found out it was an actual word. Okay. Um, but Zerbert, I have yet to find the definition for that. If you guys know what Zerbert if there's an actual definition, let me know. Uh, and so Rudy gives her a Zerbert and then Anna was like, oh, I'm going to do it to you too. And then uh, Rudy's like screaming, laughing and she leaves. And uh, we cut to the living room and we see Cliff and Russell, they came home. And Cliff just basically said that performance was pitiful. You know, like he, he didn't do a good job basically. And so Anna and uh, Claire comes in and they ask like, how, how did it go? You know? And Cliff was like, oh, you know, they were excited for the performance. Uh, you know, they were just, uh, I like, when I was there, I was, I was like, I can't wait for my dad to perform. Um, and so then Anna asked, like, how did he sound? And you could see in Russell's face, he's like, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. Basically, in his face, you can see that in his facial expression. Basically, Cliff says, you know, everyone started to play. 
Um, and then he goes into the details. Uh, I, I couldn't catch the whole details. So I'm going to play you a clip of him actually explaining the details of what happened. Everybody starts to play. You understand me? And it sounds like the old group. Right along with me. And I'm sitting there and I'm going to and I'm talking to people. And I'm going, I said, that's my father. You know who? Standing next to dad comes his solo and he plays and dad stand there popping his fingers and he's telling him, Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, do what you want to do. And he's the people in the club going crazy. And I said, You wait till my father comes over. And the officer said, bash. And the man stopped and looked at dad and said, You got it. And my father stood up and I told everybody in my club, I said, This is it. <laughs> And my father said, <laughs> and then stood back and acted like he had played the greatest thing anybody ever heard, Mom. And it was just pitiful. So. Cliff basically said that he was not good. He was not uh, up to, like he was not the tempo that he was going at was not good. He it was a very short uh, solo, and you know Russell says you know it was brief, and you know Rus uh, Russell says that jazz is a feeling, and tonight that's what I felt. And uh, and the other guys are active uh, artists. You know I'm retired. Uh, so we find out that Russell is a retired um, jazz artist. I'm um, not sure why. You know, people that are in the arts, like, especially when they're performing, like, for bands, I feel like I would never see them retire unless they're, like, sick or ill. I feel like if you're in that kind of profession, you really enjoy what you're doing, and I feel like you can never retire to that. Um, I feel like normal jobs, like working in hospitals and offices eventually you want to get out of that right uh you want to live life but like to be a, like a musician you get to travel the world so I feel like you never retire so I'm not sure why Russell has retired um he's not ill we see him in a lot of these episodes you know he's he says you know he's come he went for, for a walk and decided to come visit the family so I'm not sure why he retired and Anna says that you know uh that the band is going to be doing a tribute to Roscoe and they're going to be doing a whole old-fashioned jam. And I, I am assuming Roscoe was one of, like, the band leaders and he passed away. And Clara says, oh, that's great. You know, all the grandchildren will be there. And Russell's like, you don't need to. They don't need to come. Uh, the, it's a club. It, the club is not meant for children. And Cliff was like, wait a minute. When I was a kid, you took me to the club. I age 10 okay and Russell's like well look how you turned out basically saying that it was a bad idea for bringing Cliff to the club at uh 10 years old and Rudy is still up she says hi and she's like I want uh you know grandpa to tuck me in so Russell goes and tucks her in to bed and so Cliff Claire and Anna they all go to the kitchen and Cliff says you know uh Russell was playing with people that play all the time and I guess Russell just lost his confidence tonight. And Anna says, you know, he he won't listen to me. You know, I like he's stubborn. I told him to practice basically. And and Anna tells Claire, you know, 
Russell uh, is in Huxbull and Huxbulls are stubborn. And Cliff was like, we're not stubborn. And of course, he doesn't know it because he's in Huxtable, uh, like he's a Huxtable man. So he wouldn't know that he's stubborn. Someone has to tell him he's stubborn, okay? Usually, uh, Russell uh, picks up a horn and he plays one note and then he's depressed. That's what Anna says, how he, he's been at home. And Cliff says, like, Anna should talk to him. And Claire says, uh, she can't do that. He's a Huxtable man. Yeah, and Claire says, Anna, you need to sneak up on him, flatter him as much as you can, and then talk to him about it. Um, and Cliff was like, he's not going to fall for that. And Claire, so Claire tells Cliff, oh, I would never do that to you. And he leaves, and Claire, like, gives that eye to uh, Anna, like, yeah, I do that all the time, you know? And so then we cut to, uh, we cut to uh, Anna and Russell's uh, house, I guess you would call it. Um, if you saw the shot before we actually enter into their home, it looks like like a. It seems to me it's stock footage because the way it was recorded, it looks like what my parents or my dad recorded uh, back in the 1980s. Uh, the video that we have, the quality of it. Uh, so I can tell that is a stock footage. Doesn't seem like um, the comp like the production company recorded a random house so just wanted to point that out so we hear uh, russell's uh, practicing practicing his trombone not on camera he's behind the camera of course we know that uh, earl did not do the the sound of the trombone he is not a trombone player uh someone else has uh made those sounds and i'll explain that later in the episode and anna's like uh, kind of sad about it and so she tells russell to come uh to her and like tells him that you need to play it like you have fashion. Anna says that he needs to play the trombone like he is with fire and passion like he was when he was younger. And Anna was like, you know, we want to uh, make Roscoe proud from heaven to hear him have that fire and passion. And Anna goes and practice with him the beats, like the rift of the of the solo and it's like ba 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 like she kept like she's trying to get him faster 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 and in a way kind of make him confident and so then he uh goes back to where he's practicing and he plays but it's not as fast and so he she's like russell faster ba 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 and she uses her feet to tap faster and faster 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 basically and so uh, once he goes faster, she goes and finish up. I guess it looked like she was cleaning. And all of a sudden you hear this huge loud sound. It is just like, in a way, like you just blow. It sounds like you just blown into an instrument and then that's it. And Anna says that, you know, that's what he used to do when he wanted me to come upstairs. <laughs> Such a dirty line. You know, I did not... Uh, when I first saw saw this series, I never really thought of this kind of stuff. It just like went past my head. But like now, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, but I, I, at least she said in a more family friendly way. Uh, we cut back to Claire and Cliff's room, and Claire is getting ready. And I noticed that uh, the for her lipstick, she's using like some kind of. It felt like a paintbrush to do her lips. I've never done that oh, when I had lipstick. I usually just, like, I, um, most of, 
all my lipsticks are from MAC and it's you know the one that you roll and then you put it on your lip but like to see Claire she just like literally has a, it's felt like a paintbrush and she's just like putting it gently painting her lips and I'm like whoa I've never seen that have you let me know on Twitter I've just like I was just shocked by that but um, maybe I should do that because I do sometimes go past the line in my lips so Maybe I should find something if like Mac or Sephora has it. I should probably check that out. And so then uh, Cliff has found an old album and it's an album of when Russell was playing. And uh, so it was, it was a, like he's wanting to show it to Russell. Claire finds this like flower thing in the box of where the photo book was. And she all of a sudden is like, do you remember? And you remember the episode, Denise's friend, where she did the whole do you remember and like basically put him in a whole headlock. That is where we're heading with this episode. And he he's like, I am not playing this game because I know where this is leading. And so she was like, do you remember what time we got married? And he remembered it was 3 p.m. And then she asked, do you remember what what my wedding dress looked like he knew the details who I couldn't even like catch up with, with all the details he knew so he knew it and so then Cliff asks Claire do you remember what color my tie was uh and she was like uh red tie and all of a sudden he's like wrong and uh, Cliff was like wow you forgot what I wore and uh, she starts seeing all these other colors, like blue, yellow, I, I can't even remember, but there was a whole bunch of colors she went. And finally he was like, no, the tie was gray. Um, and Claire was like, wait a minute, your tie was not gray, it was red. This is a black and white photos, all these photos are uh, gray, like it's not, you know? And so all of a sudden she puts him in a headlock because he forgot that his tie was red. Uh, so he was wrong. Okay. So then Theo comes in and asks, like, what did you do? Um, and basically Cliff says, oh, I, uh, like, I didn't remember what my tie was. And Claire was like, he doesn't remember anything from our wedding, which is one of the most special day of our life. And so then Cliff tells uh, Theo, you know, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. When you, um, get married, burn everything. Um, that is not a good advice because I love looking at old photos, old videos. I guess back then in the 80s, they didn't really have old videos, but I would not burn that. So don't do that, Theo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bad advice. <laughs> Major bad advice. And so then we go cut to the living room and Denise uh, tells Rudy, like, I'm not listening to another joke. And finally, like, Rudy was like, just this one joke. And so Denise uh, uh, was like, okay, this one joke. And then she was like, does it have to be a knock-knock joke? And so she was like, yeah. And so she, uh, she does a joke and it's not really funny, really. I'm not even going to even say what the joke was. And then uh, Rudy asked Vanessa and Theo uh, if she could do jokes with them. And they were like, no, we're not listening to your jokes. And so Cliff comes down with a, a photo book of Russell playing. And uh, this is a him before he had gray hair because even Rudy was like oh he didn't have gray hair and Cliff was like yeah he didn't have gray hair before he had grandchildren um he probably had gray hair even like when like like Cliff was like a teenager like I remember uh a lot of the people in my community they got gray hair when I was a teenager they didn't 
like yeah no that's i feel like nowadays that's not a thing maybe it's different back in the 80s where you know it was a thing where you know you got married young and had kids young but i, I feel like nowadays not really and so then uh vanessa points out this is old people's music before they had words this was when film had no color, television had no picture, and cards were made out of iron. This is a very important part of our history, and it's going to be like going to a museum. You see Cliff, his face, and he's just like, what is going on? What is my kids thinking? Like, are you, like... He's basically thinking, like, does he think, like, Russell is dead or, Cliff, like, they're just ancient stuff? And basically, Cliff says, we're not dinosaurs. Uh, they are musicians. And they will be jamming. And the fact that he said jamming, because jamming is a slang, you know, a slang term for, you know, young people saying, say, even nowadays, we still say jamming. And you don't really hear Cliff say that kind of vocabulary. So everyone was like, whoa, he said, you know, in a way saying, you know, the fact that he said jamming. Um, and so they were all surprised. And the doorbell rings and it's Anna and Russell. And Cliff uh, shows the photo book of Russell and his band back in the day. And uh, they're and Russell says, you know, he's ready for this is performance tonight. And they all head out to uh, the the baby grand club and i had to look that up if that's a legit thing because it did it did look like a legit thing because it was outside where cars were moving and i found out it's in harlem uh so that's where they're performing at and we see a singer uh her name her name was mrs cunningham i think um and uh she's singing horribly and Anna is just not happy because basically she just hates that lady. She and hates her husband too, um, and so she's just like not happy for her singing. And so then finally she stops singing, comes down and says hi to Anna, and Anna also does her fake smile like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, girlfriend." You know, uh, not in that terms, but like for putting this into two thousand twenty one terms, that's basically what um, she uh, was re how she was acting. And then when the girl went away, she wiped her hands on the table. What is that going to do? We know that hand sanitizer is the way to go to wipe people's germs off of you. Okay, she should have had hand sanitizer. Of course, this is the 1980s. I don't know if hand sanitizer was the thing, but to wipe it onto the table was pointless. The host says that they have the original, the whole original band of the jazz caravan. And uh, Russell's nickname, actually, we find out, is Slide Huxtable. The host says that the, on stage there is a thousand years of jazz. Uh, and basically, the, what he's doing is collecting all the years. So if one individual person has played for 20 years, and then another five people played for 20 years, you know, that's, you know, more years. So he's just collectively. But uh, honestly, they have not lived a thousand years. Okay, let's be re realistic. And the host says, you know, this performance is for uh, Roscoe, and he tells Roscoe, get ready. And the band starts playing. Um, so I, th it was such a good performance. I'm going to, for the end of this podcast, I'm going to play that clip of them all performing. Because uh, it was good music. I love jazz. Uh, I've, I, it's been a long time for me until I got really into jazz. It's probably my newer 
genre of music that I'm into now. Um, but it the music was jamming, so make sure to stay to the end to listen to what they were doing. And uh, and also I want to point out I was I was <laughs> I keep rewatching the Cosby Show Look Back. Uh, that that was the semi reunion, not really a full reunion of them looking back at the show. And like Felicia Rashad was saying that, you know, Bill really loved music and he really wanted to incorporate that in the show. And we see that with this episode played again, Russell. We have seen it in the first season with um, uh, play again, Vanessa, when she's trying to play the clarinet, but she was bad. And uh, we saw in the jitterbug break where they had the uh, old music and they had the hip music, I guess you would call it, or the new music. And then we're going to see it in the next episode, which uh, the next episode is A Touch of Wonder, which of course we know is the episode that Steve Wonder is in. And also we had Lena Horne in season one. Uh, we're going to see B.B. King, um, Miriam McCaba. Like there's going to be a lot of music involved um, into this uh, series. And I really like that, that they really incorporated music um, because I feel like I don't see that much on any other show. Um, and music is such a big part of our life. And so y'all should check that clip out. It is on YouTube. Um, and you know, they showcase the whole series in this set, as I said, semi-reunion, not really reunion because they didn't all be together, but they look back and talk about how they really incorporated music into the, uh, series. And so the band is playing and uh, they're all doing their solos and then they're all doing it together and then everyone is so proud of Russell because he is has the fire and passion in himself like going at the fate the the right pace of of the sound basically of his solos. So he did such a good job. Um, and the show is over and uh, Russell's playing and Claire and Clifford dancing. Clearly all the kids went home. Uh, I guess uh, Denise had to drive everyone home because, so as we know, she's the only one that has a license, right? If you remember that episode. So they are gone, and it's Cliff and Claire dancing together while Russell's playing. And the singer, uh, Mrs. Cunningham, comes and uh, talks to Anna. And Anna's just like, can you go away? Like, I like just want to listen to my husband playing the trombone okay like leave me alone but she just keeps talking and she she says that you know russell hasn't lost his touch and anna was like yeah spencer hasn't lost his touch and he's sleeping on the table okay uh and the mrs cunningham says that uh he lost his endurance oh um and the episode ends right there so I want to point out that this episode title is reference to Played Again, uh, Sam, uh, a quote from Clas Casablanca. Uh, never seen that movie. Uh, I've heard of the movie uh, many, many times. I should probably get into it because I've heard it so many times. Um, Slide Hampton provided the auto track for Russell's trombone solos uh, because really... I'm not gonna lie, guys. I was watching like this whole part where the last part where everyone performs together, and you look at uh, Earl who plays Russell, and and then you listen to the music, and it's just not going. The notes are just not going with what you hear to what 
the way he's moving the trombone. So I was like, this is definitely recorded by someone else. Um, so that, that was the one thing I really noticed. I was like, it doesn't look like realistic that you're playing a trombone to the sound of what we're hearing. So, uh, yeah. So we have uh, a lot of guest stars, but not they're all majority musicians. We have, of course, Earl Hyman as Russell. We had Clarence Taylor as Anna. We had Art uh, Blakely. Uh, he's done a lot of soundtracks. We've had uh, Bootsy Barnes. Uh, he hasn't really done... He's probably only done music. Uh, Jimmy Health. Uh, he's done the self-documentary of Quincy in the Marshall movie uh, soundtrack. Tommy uh, Flang... Let's see, I'm so bad at names. I'm sorry. Tommy Flangan. Uh, he's done a lot of soundtracks. Joe Weidler. Uh, he did the Malcolm X uh, soundtrack. Um, Percy uh, Hearth. Uh, he's done a lot of music. Uh, Slide uh, Hampton, who plays uh, the, the audio part of Russell's trombone. He's done a lot of music. Jimmy Oliver... Uh, Tutu, T Tutu, Pen, I can't even say his last name, but he's done a, he's, it's weird, he's, when you look at his IMBD, he's done a lot of things after he passed away. He died in 2000, but he, his soundtrack uh, music has gone into, uh, the recent, um, uh, movie that came out, I think it was the end of 2020, uh, One Night in Miami, uh, that was directed by Regina King. Um, his music has been in Bad Boys, uh, for life. Um, like, yet again, these are all recent movies. And, like, his music wasn't So You Think You Can Dance, like, the show. Uh, there was Carl's Valadez. I'm saying that wrong. I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name. There was Eric, uh, Gale. And then there was Josephine, uh, Permis. And she, this is the one that is Mrs. Cunningham. Uh, she, uh was in six episodes of A Different World uh, towards the end of the series of A Different World. So we're going to get to see her when we start talking about A Different World. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't realize that she was in A Different World, but then I was like, oh, she looks... Uh, I recognize her. So the lesson for this episode is like, even when you retire from an activity, with practice, you can always be as great as you were in the past. Uh, that's what really we learned from Russell because he retired from music and decided, you know, I want to get back into it. And he practiced and practiced and practiced and he got to where he was when he was younger. And the question I have for you is, have you ever picked up an activity that you've done when you were younger? So most likely what you've done when you were a kid. Uh, let me know at Twitter uh, or even at Instagram at Black TV Shows Pod uh, using the hashtag Play It Again Russell. Uh, I want to hear what you've done. Um, I think one of the things I've kind of picked up, but I kind of stopped it in a way. I used to be able to roller skate and then I forgot how to. And then a few times in the last, I think, six years, I would roller skate at a, like a roller skate park. And so I was like relearning how to roller skate. So I think that's one activity. I can't think of anything else. But let me know on Twitter at Black TV Shows Pod. And of course, uh, we haven't done this in a while, but I've decided to do it for the episode 40 because episode 40, damn, we've been doing, we've been on here for five months. That's crazy. Uh, so uh, the this week's Black TV Show of the Week 
is that so raven let's go you could get into the this uh series aired uh january 17th uh, 2003 to november 10th 2007 it aired on disney channel uh if you're a canadian like me it aired on a family channel because we didn't have disney channel back in the day nowadays kids have access to disney channel like that is so not fair but yeah uh there was a hundred episodes uh so raven simone which we're gonna meet her in the cosby show for the first time in season six when she was much younger but she ended up doing that story even years later after the cosby show uh so basically the premise of the show is raven baxter a teenage girl uh, receives uh, psychic visions of future events when in deep situations attempting to make uh, these visions come true frequently results in trouble and hilarious situations for herself her family and her friends yeah, they, it's it always, I, like, I've seen every episode, but, like, when I rewatch it, I'm like, oh my god, Raven, don't do that, don't do that, that's not true, that vision is not going to come true. That's basically what the, like, it just gets her in crazy situations. So, the name of the main character changed several times prior to production, starting with Don Baxter, in a show named The Future Is On Me, names changed to Rose Baxter in a show called Absolutely Psychic, but finally settled on Raven Baxter when uh, actress Raven Simone won the lead part with the show title That's a Raven. Simone originally auditioned for the role of the best friend Chelsea. Uh, so that's good that they gave her the lead part. Like, cause I I could had if she had a, if they gave her the part of Chelsea, I could have seen that this show could have been a white show, and she was just a side character. So I'm glad that she won the part, and this being a uh, major majority black cast and uh raven simone was credited simply as raven throughout the series uh that's how raven was responsible for many firsts for disney channel the series was the highest rated series in history of disney channel and the first series uh, to garner more than three million viewers and the second longest running original series in disney channel history and the first uh, Disney Channel series to reach 100 episodes, and the first uh, Disney Channel series to be produced, a spin-off, Cory in the House with Kyle Massey, and one of the first two live-action original series where the lead and most of the supporting main characters are minorities. Whew! Let me catch my breath. That is a lot of firsts. See, this is what happens when you put black people at the forefront of all these big shows uh they create all these first uh for the fact that they were the first uh show to make it 100 episodes like it like the, the reason why lizzie mcguire never made it 100 episode was it didn't have as much popularity as that's so raven of course lizzie mcguire i love that show 
this is what you do. Like companies learn from that's a raven. They have now, and I've heard that they haven't really. Many other Disney shows haven't really beat the record of that's a raven. So y- y'all just need to put black people on the forefront uh, of on camera and behind the scenes because we will make you money. I'm just letting you know that. Um, me speaking as a black person. Uh, you know, I need people, like, I want to create, there, I'll be honest, I want to create, uh, there's a TV show idea I have, although the TV show idea is not fully a black show, but there will be a lot of black, uh, people involved. I want to be supported by people when I, hopefully one day, pitch the idea, and of course I have other movie ideas that I would love, that are majority black, uh, cast, and I want those, them to have... Uh, the, the same amount of marketing budget that a white movie would have uh like a blockbuster movie like we you guys need to i'm really talking to the people the executives they need to put black people on camera and behind the camera because y'all will be making a whole bunch of money okay and also putting us in leadership roles and in executive roles because you know we really will make a difference in this world. Just letting you know that. Okay? We're literally almost a year since uh, the tragic death of George Floyd. So I just... I had that all bunched up for me. So um, so basically, the characters... Uh, Raven Simone plays Raven Baxter. She is a sassy uh, attitude and a grand personality and is well known for her style because she's a, she wants to be a fashion designer. Uh, she loves the fashion and designs all her own clothes. She has uh, friends uh, friends and a loving family. She goes to public school. However, on various occasions, she gets psychic visions uh, about what uh, may or may not happen uh, later. Uh, she is uh, only able to see a small segment of some of the future events. Usually, there tend to be like the wrong... Thing. like it's not the best part of what like it's it's a good snippet but then sh- when you see the full episode you're like oh that I kind of wish that that vision never came true so it's sometimes like that she frequently errs on what it really means in which case her attempts to change uh, these events only end up uh, making it happen or making it worse her main catchphrase are oh snap or y'all nasty uh, how y'all doing? And like, oh, oh no, he didn't. <laughs> and then Orlando, uh, who plays uh, Edward Eddie Thomas, is Raven's uh, male best friend. He's an aspiring rapper and he's a guard on s- school basketball team. He is like a big brother to Corey Baxter and was commonly portrayed as playful, ambitious, loyal, girl crazy, and quickly to jump to a conclusion. And he is played by Orlando uh, Brown. Um, Orlando is in also in the show, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Proud Family, so we'll be able to talk about that whenever we do end up talking about that. We have Kyle Massey. Uh, Corey, he plays Corey Baxter. He is uh, Raven's younger brother who uh, sometimes acts as the main antagonist of the series. He and Raven often argue, but in a long run, uh, they can... They care deeply for each other. Even as he gets older, he claims that playing pranks on Riven is one of his guilty pleasure. And he taught he he's all about money. He's like me. He really he makes sure like he has more. We find out that like he has more money than his parents because of the way he saves his money, like and the way that he tries to make money off of 
bad situations usually. So I love his character. Even if you see the first episode, the way he talks about money, whoo, it's so cute. Uh, and then we have Annalisa van der Pol. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, clearly, she, I don't think she was born in America. She, I think she was born in in Europe. She plays Chelsea Daniels, is uh, Raven's female best friend. She's an environmentalist and vegan, and as uh, well as a, cl- a closet artist. Uh, and then there's, t- oh, I don't know how to say her name. Takika Crystal. I don't know how to say it. She plays Tanya Baxter. This is so sad. She's, I think she was also um, in, ep- in shows like In Living Single and Cosby. But like, I can't see her name right. I've never actually heard her name said out loud. Uh, so I apologize. She plays Tanya Baxter, the, the mother of Raven and Corey. And the wife of uh, Victor. Uh, she's a firm but fun and caring mother who, uh, despite the antics of her children, is always there for them. And then we have Rondell Sheldon, or Sheldon, I, I can't say the name right, Victor Baxter, he plays Victor Baxter, the father of Raven and Corey, and the husband of Tanya. He starts off as a chef in the restaurant, and but later owns his own restaurant called The Chill Grill. And so some of the guest stars were Little J, uh, Adrian Bailon, uh, David Henry, uh, Drew Sedora, Bobby J. Thompson, Sydney Park, Anna Marie Johnson, Brenda Song, Tiffany Haddish, Chris uh, or Christopher Massey, uh, A- Allison Stoner, Candice Cameron Bure, uh, Columbus Short, and Kim Whitley. Uh, and the show is currently streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, I literally did a whole rewatch earlier this year. Uh, I love it, but I'm like cringing sometimes because I'm like, Raven, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Um, you know, because you really get invested with the show, okay? <laughs> so, um, and so uh, make sure to check that out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so the next episode is episode 41. The Cosby Show Season 2, Episode 18, A Touch of Wonder. So uh, we're going to end this podcast off with the whole, uh, you know, performance with Russell and his band at, near the end of the episode. Because I really want you all to listen to it. Uh, and I will see you all on the next one. Vamos, amigos, muchachos, a tocar, vamos.